Hello and welcome to the Winners Never Quit podcast. Start your week the right way with a laugh and a dose of motivation. Listen to the stories of our guests and learn from their experience and how they have built a winner's mindset. Hosted by myself, Jack Jarvis. And if you could like, follow or subscribe to the pod, I would really, really appreciate it. Today, I am with former youth international Murray Tide champion, Harry Moore. At only 16 years old, Harry has already fought on over 75 occasions. Tipped to be one of the UK's future Thai boxing stars, he is preparing to move to Thailand to take up training full-time once he has finished his GCSEs this year. <laughs> H joins me now. H, how's it going, brother? Yeah, it's going really well with you. Yeah, mate, not too bad, mate. Thank you for um, inviting me down to the gym, mate, and beating the shit out of me in the <laughs> ring. Don't worry, the videos will go online um, shortly. Uh, my leg's still throbbing, buddy. Oh. <laughs> right, so we start every podcast the same. How do you define winning in your life, H? Well, when defining by winning is hurt people and <laughs> I get to win and then it just I just feel good about it and stuff. Yeah, and you get that. Yeah. Your hand raised yeah. at the end, mate. No, I like that, mm. mate. A simple answer, but sometimes simple <laughs> answers are the best. Yeah. Do you know what makes me laugh about that? You say, oh, you know, I like to hurt people, but you are one I of like the nicest. Yeah. You're one of the nicest <laughs> lads I've met, mate. When you Thank were you. beating me up, you were like, oh, sorry, mate. Mm. So, mate, tell us about Thai boxing and, and why do you love it so much? Since I was doing it when I was younger, I just sort of clicked with it. I just loved going to the training. And then once I was good enough and doing all the interclubs, before the main fights, I was sort of enjoying that. When I got to the main fights, I was enjoying it even more because I was quite experienced at my level and my age and stuff. And it was just good for me to have that sort of like praise as well when winning from other people. And then when, if I go to Thailand, which I probably will, it would just be a next level step and it would just help me even more and more. Where are you moving to in Thailand? Koh Samui. Koh Samui, yeah. yeah. And how, how does that all come about? So who are you going to live with? Because you're only 16, but you're very mm. mature. How does that all, all happen? Where Thailand's sort of the main country for Muay Thai, bring a lot of people to go over there and train and fight and stuff and learn the culture about Muay Thai as well. For me, it's probably a better place to be out there because there's nothing over here for me at the moment and for the future. But I will come back to the UK. So to have fights, obviously, in Crawley and whereabouts and the big, big shows in the UK. But in Thailand, I think it's just where it's so big, you can get a lot more recognition. Better sparring partners. Yeah. And if you're training full time as well. The very hard, very, very commitment as well. You need to be committed. And it's just the different style and life out there you would have in here is completely different. Something to be excited about. Coast yeah. as well. I've been there, mate. Sunny. <laughs> Make sure you stay on the straight and narrow, mate. Yeah. Watch out, watch out for the women. You're extremely motivated as a young 16-year-old lad to leave your family mm -hmm. and move to Thailand. But where does that motivation come from? I don't really... I think from my mum and dad where they're agreeing with me to go out there as well. Yeah, because I've met your dad. He's a grafter, isn't he? He's yeah. Good, good bloke, you're yeah. Man. Where they've obviously pushed me to the point where I like it's motivating for them to be pushing me. It's motivating me even more, and it's helping me just love the sport and stuff. And then when I move out there, I think because I've been out there a couple times, and I've been there on my own with my mate Connor. He comes down the gym sometimes, but um, he's Thai and he has like a fat house out there and family so we go and visit them do some training out there and then that's where it all started really going out to see him with his family and that and living the sort of life out there and then it's just 
since then I've been going all the time. Been fighting out there recently. This summer, last summer, I think it's just going to be a really, really big step for me as well to go out there. What's exciting you most about Thailand? The fighting and, and yeah. living the, the yeah. fighting lifestyle. Yeah, you know, that's all you yeah. got to think about. Because um, we were spoke before. You're not too hopeful about the results from your GCSEs. Are yeah, you? nah, nah. So I think, <laughs> but hey, not not everyone's nah. that way inclined. You know, mm. if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, you'll always think it's stupid, man. <laughs> yeah, and there's more to life than that. But at least I can fight. So yeah, at least you can really fight. Man. Do you ever hear that Joe Rogan quote when he goes, "Yeah, no <laughs> one, no one goes. You get into an argument. Yeah, but I can beat your basketball. <laughs> it's yeah, worse. yeah, but I can still whip your ass. Yeah." <laughs> no mate um, it's funny <laughs> it's one of my favourite quotes how do you mentally prepare for a fight what, what's your thought process when you step into that ring when it's up upcoming fight I just put my head down with training with eating good and just thinking of getting that mentality of I'm going to be something special and it's just where and then when I get in the ring it's like everything that I've fought and put into the training and fights it's gone into the ring and I just let it all go and I just fight so hard and just prove to everyone that I'm the best is that what motivates you proving people yeah. wrong that have doubted yeah. you and just showing that I can I'm going to be something special and yeah prove to people that it's going to be true do you feel sometimes you said you want to prove to people and prove to your old man your mum mm -hmm. who've believed in you so much to mm -hmm. say they were right to believe yeah. you yeah yeah definitely because that's what motivated me on the yeah. road I didn't want to let no one down mm -hmm. so you've recently won a tournament in Poland yeah but it didn't all go to plan. You got injured. No. Yeah, I had three fights out there. And in the third fight, well, it was a big tournament in Poland. And the first fight knocked the kid out the first round. And in the second fight, I stopped him in the second round, I think, with big knees. And then the third fight, I was winning. But in the last round, done a hook straight. And I think I might have hit him on the top of the head a bit too hard. And it broke my thumb. H, my mum's going to be listening to this. <laughs> She's not going to know what a hook straight is. So can you just explain to anyone who's not a tie boxing fanatic what a hook straight is? If, you, if you're southpaw, so a hook is where you bring the right hand over to the side sort of and bring it over to the opponent. And then the straight is just where you straight through the middle, straight onto the on top of their face. and then Straight down the pipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. But then I've done that. And it, I broke a bone in my thumb where it connects to my wrist. <clears throat> and it just set me back a bit. But I was fighting through the broken thumb. Because when I'd done it, I felt something. Like, I was like, oh, what have I done? I've, I can't really move it. So I was just thinking, like, I'm not going to hit off it now because I, I don't really know what's happened. So I was just holding it up to my left side of my head. So n nothing can stop. Like, no, everything... If he throws something at me, I can stop it. But I was just hitting with my right, my right hand, and my now I was kicking off my left, kicking off right, moving. But and then after I got out the ring, I took my glove off, and my whole hand was just swollen. And I was like, "Yeah, there's definitely something wrong." And then the medics was like, "You need to go to A and E like soon." But I was in Poland, so we didn't really know what to do. So I, so we left it at night, and then we went back to England and. We went to the hospital and then we got an x-ray and then they said that I've broken a Bennett, I got a Bennett fracture. So it's quite, it was quite major and I had to get surgery on it. So I was in a cast for probably about two months and it was just the most horrible thing ever. So 
that's what and then I wasn't really training I was just maybe I, I was going training a couple times but not too much because it was just a bit difficult not hitting off my left and then is that um, one of the h- toughest things you have to face yeah deal definitely with? that's probably my biggest injury setback all that it's just I've never had something like this before how did you stay positive? Just where I was coming to the gym as well, even though I was with my had my broken thumb, I was still coming to the gym, and that I think that's where focusing and stuff like that. I was still going to the gym, so it was helping. Not me. letting it get yeah. you down, you know, just sitting at home. Yeah, so I was still going to the gym and stuff, and doing pad work, my trainer George Jarvis, and um, no relation to me by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and helped me, I think. And other people, like people around me, obviously supporting me and just stuff like that, really. So you speak about George Jarvis, your mm-hmm. trainer. Yeah. And you described him as like an older brother. Yeah. How important has he been in your career? He's probably been one of the most important people to me with this career because he's the one who's been pushing me probably to my limits and he's just always there. So if I need to speak to him about anything, he's always there. And he's just, yeah, I just think he's like my older brother. I look up to him so much. He's a world champion and that's I just look up to him and think I'll, I want to be like him one day. What is one of your goals? You sort of probably gave it away there in yeah. your last last answer, but mm. what's your goals for your career? To be, to show to everyone that I'm going to be, like well, I am the best Muay Thai fighter that's probably <laughs> hopefully ever come out of the UK, but probably to be a world champion at the age of 21, hopefully. Five which, years, man, I'm sure yeah, you can do it. Which can be done with the way I'm going at the moment. And just fighting on that one championship, is that's a massive, massive step up as well. So for anyone that doesn't know, can you explain one championship and what how they have helped the sport of Thai boxing? Well, can one, I call it Thai boxing or yeah, Muay Thai? Yeah. No, it's Thai boxing, Muay Thai, is whatever. It, yeah, yeah. Is, is everyone going to laugh at me when they listen to this? No. Like, God, look at that virgin <laughs> calling it Thai boxing. No, um, one championship, it's just, I think it's helped the Muay Thai a lot over the last couple of years with the money situation sort of the following because Muay Thai didn't really have any so say like boxing they have millions and millions of like followers and just people who are like into it but Muay Thai is sort of it's not that big but it's getting it's starting to get big through because of one because one's probably the biggest sort of federation or event to come around at the moment because it's just bringing so much money into Muay Thai, it's helping young young people get into Muay Thai, and it's just getting the following up a lot, helping Muay Thai a lot. Because like you said, it's massive, obviously, in Thailand. Mm-hmm. But around the world, it really wasn't wasn't that big, was it? No, not really. Not A couple of years ago, no, no, it weren't really that big, to be fair. But it started to get like rise, rise in followers. Who do you look up to, Thai boxing-wise? N- not your coach, George Jarvis, mm. but um, any other big names that people would know and, and why do you look up to those guys or girls? I don't... I don't really know, to be honest. It'll, put, it'll probably be George yeah. because that's sort of like the person who helped me and he's like he's a big big oh, i've forgotten the word like influences yeah, yeah yes yeah and he just helps people to come down the gym get a training. nice person yeah as well. yeah it's not just like one of those people who are just like stuck up sort of yeah, yeah. he's like a proper nice nice, nice guy yeah i thought you were gonna say um 
Rogtan. Uh, Rogtan. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, he's... <laughs> nah, not, not really. Cause I, the people who I look up to is sort of like my style and my sort of... I don't know. My, yeah, my sort of style and attitude towards Muay Thai and stuff. And George is a main, main part of that. But I don't really have anyone else, to be honest. So he did a crossover fight with Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Rock-tan. What may? How come you haven't ever leaned towards MMA? I've never really liked, enjoyed even watching MMA or trying to do it. I don't know. I just, I just enjoy Muay Thai a lot more because it's more stand up. I don't, I don't, don't like really, the crowd. Yeah. Again. It's just and plus the stance in Muay Thai's. I I preferably I'd say it's better, but people have their opinions. And um yeah, I don't I don't really enjoy watching MMA. I just think it's boring to be honest. Just five minute rounds or whatever it is, grappling on the floor. But Muay Thai, elbowing people, kneeing people, kicking people in the head, doing all sorts. So it's really I just enjoy Muay Thai a yeah, lot more. A lot more. I was gonna I only asked because uh, mm. it's that Sammy Joe. Yeah. Do you know her, the the female fighter? I think so. Yeah. She's just made the switch, hasn't she? Oh, to, really? To yeah. MMA, yeah. I, yeah. I don't. Uh, I probably haven't. I probably have seen that too. For she was on the um, the undercard for Floyd Mayweather. Oh, really? Aaron Chambers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did you watch that? I didn't. No, no one did. No one <laughs> I don't did. Think yeah. No one did. I've got to ask, since you are a fighter, mm-hmm. mate. What do you make of influencer boxing? Just add the Jake Paul. And it'll be interesting <laughs> to hear your opinion yeah. on that. Well, I don't really mind it, it's, but it's just, I, I dislike Jake Paul. He's just a, I don't know. He just think, because like he just got beat by Tommy, he's got nothing to say now. Yeah. Like, if he won, he'd be having so much to say. Actually, he's been put in his place. But I don't really, it's... it's so I don't know if you agree with this, though. So Tommy Fury wins, mm. he's ecstatic, and, and I'm not taking anything away from mm-hmm. him as someone mm. that's never stepped in the boxing ring. Yeah. But I just feel like he did what was expected of him. Beat a YouTuber. He's been boxing his whole life. Like you said, you've been yeah. training. What? You yeah. start, when did you first come in the gym? Probably about seven years old. Seven years old. Yeah. He was probably the same. And he didn't knock him out. It wasn't like an emphatic mm. yeah. emphatic victory. So, yeah, I just... Uh, Jake Paul will come back. Uh, yeah, definitely. Probably. I feel I just a bit... I would have liked to see someone get... I'm, I'm a brute. Mm. I'd like to see someone get but knocked it was out. Just, it was a crap fight, to be fair. It wasn't very, like enjoyable to watch I think they they definitely have a rematch but I just don't, I don't really know it's just I could probably beat most of the YouTubers I'm not even joking I yeah. could probably beat up most of them what weight do you fight at? 69 kilo 69 kilo yeah. Jesus <laughs> I could never weigh that <laughs> you spoke about uh, sorry fighting a YouTuber but if there was someone who would be a dream fight for you who would it be? what? in the YouTube industry? oh YouTube or whatever whatever yeah yeah I don't know because obviously at a young age, I can't. I'm not, really, say, I'm not yeah. saying now. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, saying maybe in five years. <laughs> I have no clue. Probably best person at my weight if it's not me. So or like a legend who's probably starting to come up at their peak now, and then in a couple years when I'm at my peak, and they're a legend, I'll find them. So I think, but I don't really know. Who would be coming up? No, you have to, what can you think? So of? many people. So many people. Who um who have you uh who have you got your eye on? Who do you think is going to be good in the Thai boxing game? So oh, I don't know. There's Jonathan Haggerty. He's very very good. Is he Scottish? No, he's um from London. 
he's central London. That's where his gym's based at. Have you trained there? No. Oh, okay. No. But um, th- there's loads of people in Thailand, all over the world, that are starting to come up, show people that they're fight, like they're ready to fight and they're ready to have a war. But there's um, a lot of exciting times to come, mm. mate. I think for yourself, mate. Limpini Stadium, mate. Talk to us about that because that's sort of yeah. a, an absolute mecca almost in Thai boxing. So explain yeah. to people that don't know what Limpini Stadium is. Well, back a couple of years ago, Limpini Stadium was like a traditional Muay Thai stadium where it was like literally the seats were not even... I've been there, mate. Yeah. I went there when I was 15, so <laughs> over 10 years ago, yeah. yeah. So, you, yeah, you'll probably be able to know the seats. There was, like, no seats up in the stands, but then there was, like, seats on the bottom rows. It was just people betting, like, a silly amount. But now one championship's taken over, and it's bringing a lot of money in. So they've, I think, I, I, haven't, I haven't been there yet, but I think they've done it up a bit, and it's more commercial than cultural sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's just... They've done it up a lot more, but I, I don't know. I don't really know if it's sort of helped Muay Thai or not because they've done it with Lumpini. Oh no, uh, Raja, Raja. Uh, I, can't, I can't really pronounce it, but that's like another Lumpini sort of thing, and uh, they've done that up to sort of like one, but that's called RWS. That's a very very good um fight show, but it's just I don't know. It was uh, they're all traditional, all traditional st- uh, stadiums. But now it's sort of commercial and but it's good though. It's all it is very good because it's getting more people into the Muay Thai game and more exposure, yeah, more money. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a trade off, isn't it? Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. got to lose maybe a tiny bit of that sort of authenticity to appeal to the masses. We spoke earlier about one of the toughest moments of your career when you broke your hand. But what's one of your one of your favourite moments. It feels mad talking about career to a 16-year-old, <laughs> but you've already had seven, 75 fights, mate. No fool. Probably where I've gone to Thailand and to fight. I've been fighting adults in Thailand. I haven't been fighting no kids, nothing. I've been fighting my last two fights in Thailand. One was like 25 and the other one was 30. And it's just that sort of mentality where I'm stepping into the big boys game now so yeah what, like fighting in Thailand yeah. fighting men getting that experience mm, yeah, mate. Sort I, of, yeah I can imagine they didn't take it easy on you if just because nah. you were a nipper no obviously not not nah. really whipping you around the room but I think they the thought they'd but, stop me or whatever but no nah, I can stand my ground I can if I get knocked down I literally just get straight you, back up didn't you break your dad's ribs yeah. in Thailand <laughs> that was uh, what happened there we was sparring. He he was giving it all that, and then he went he went sparring, and I was like, "Yeah, all right." I hooked him to. I gave him a body shot. Just crumbled, and his rib just got shattered. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your advice to anyone who wants to get into Muay Thai, or anyone that's got a son that's thinking about doing it? Just be confident and just try and learn and listen. Because if you're not gonna, if you're not willing to listen, not really the sport for you. Because Muay Thai is a big, big listening sport. So and learning and taking time, but just enjoy it. Bring a mate or something and then do it together. Enjoy the the training, listen, all that sort of stuff. I'm guessing you have no regrets from coming in the gym at a young no. six, seven year old. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, and you've got so much to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm jealous, mate. I'm jealous. <laughs> My final question, mate, only young now, buddy. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Still so much. If you wish you'd have known something at the start of your career, maybe, mm. a little, little nugget, what would it be? I don't really know. Just sure. keep motivated. Keep motivated. Yeah, and just stick to it. Because yeah. obviously I've got a big future coming. So I don't want to obviously drift off, which it, I don't think is going to happen. So it's good for me. Oh, I've actually wanted to ask, what does the girlfriend think about you moving to Thailand, mate? I think um, she's gonna come out with me for six weeks in the six, in the holidays and see how it is, and then she might um, stay for a little bit. She might stay, yeah, a few days, mate. I'm, I know, mate. It's gonna be. I'm so like I said, so jealous, mate. And um, you've got a bright, bright future ahead of you, mate. And H, I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, to thank sit you down and chat with me, mate. No, mate. Any time, mate. Any time. You're gonna get us uh, tickets to the Limpini <laughs> Stadium yeah, one under course. the lights, mate. <laughs> Definitely. Wasn't your old man saying they? Uh, if you knock someone out, you get eight grand straight oh, away. So in the Lumpini one, because there's two. There's one in like there's the big, big one, the main one. That's in uh, Singapore, I think, or it's somewhere around there. I think they still do the bonuses. It's like fifty grand and um, or hundred grand. But in the Lumpini, because it's not so big as the big, big one, you get eight grand if you like. So if you prove to the owner that you want to earn that money yeah and it, that's uh i think it's like three hundred and fifty thousand baht so where would that eight grand be going mate i don't even know For definitely i'll be that. over the moon yeah. i don't even know on a settle of boot in traders <laughs> i'm sure mate those red bottoms <laughs> nobody mate thank you so much for coming on um i really appreciate it mate Thank you very much. Uh, and also, I really appreciate the leg pain that I'm currently <laughs> in, mate. And also, you whacking me in the ribs. Um, guys, that is the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please could you follow, like, and subscribe as it really helps grow the podcast. Thanks for listening. You enjoy that? Yeah. Mate, that was fucking